1: Welcome back to our show, Sleepover Sleepover Cinema, Cinema. where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s.
0: I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them.
1: We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question. Are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are?
0: Today, we are talking about 2005's Ice Princess. You got some raw talent. I don't have a skater. You don't have a coach. We're a perfect match.
2: Okay. Keep your cool. She's got eyes in the back of her horns. Stand your ground. Stand i try that about 5,000 more times no way are you gonna place this here don't let them make
1: you nervous you're smarter and you're cooler than all those people find your edge
2: winners make sacrifices you have to want it more than anything else why are you doing this mom it is about feeling strong and beautiful for once in my life and our next skater is Casey deep breath <gasps> and then you let it
0: out <sighs> aka there must be an exact aerodynamic formula <laughs>
1: That's, that's...
0: uh, (laughs) Iconic Yeah,
1: friends of the film call it that. (laughs) Okay. Um, I haven't seen this movie in an insanely long time. I know it contains a, that's not my dream, it's yours moment. Indeed. And... Except it's not a son and a father. Right. It's a daughter and a mother. Revolutionary. (laughs) Um, but I'm excited to watch it. I uh, took ice skating lessons as a kid and really, really loved it. And then
0: my mom made me quit. Are You're not going to keep that in, are you? Maybe I will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I also had a weird foot positioning thing where when I walk, my toes slightly point out. And so my skates had to get constantly readjusted. <laughs> it's an expensive sport. It is an expensive sport. And mom and dad said, that's enough We're of that. We're not
0: having it. Yeah.
1: It's very comparable to the horse girl pastime, yeah. but probably less expensive than horse
0: probably. back riding.
1: If you're a horse girl, you have to own the horse. That's the real question. And
0: how expensive have to are horses? Horse. You don't have to own the horse. Just go to a stable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: I would know, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're
1: talking with a lot of authority about this for some reason.
0: The inner horse girl in me really just jumped out. Galloped out. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, anyway anyway we are going to start with the facts
1: audrey has become the researcher for a few episodes here so she's going to guide us through the facts
0: it's my new passion in <laughs> qu- quarantine life okay so ice princess premiered on march 18th 2005 in theaters okay and it was released by disney uh, it was directed by Tim Fywell, who has directed a surprisingly small amount of work that I, I can that I can identify. Okay. Actually, I can't identify anything other than Ice Princess. That's interesting. And I think it's because he's from England, and it seems that he works in England. So I okay. think I think all of his films except this one. Are English films. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Ice Princess was written by Meg Cabot, who also wrote Princess Diaries 1. She did not actually write Princess Diaries 2, but they used her characters. That's a fun fact. I didn't know that. You know who did write it? Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, right, right. And the writer of the first movie as well. Right. But yes. So... I found this out through looking at Meg Cabot's ancient blog, (laughs) which was very interesting. Um, But Ice Princess was not a book, and Disney asked her to write the movie because of the success of Princess Diaries. Okay. She had never written a screenplay before, had never tried. So they commissioned her. They commissioned her to write this idea as a screenplay. That's cool. Yeah. And so here's a little excerpt from her blog. Um, This is from, (laughs) this post is from... I think early 2004. The reason I don't talk about this movie much is that movie writing, it's not for me. I just wrote this one for Disney because they approached me like two years ago and asked me <laughs> if I'd be interested in writing a girl ice skater movie. And I was all, okay, like a did, <laughs> because I heard writing screenplays is really easy and that they pay a lot. Well, it turns out writing screenplays might be easy for some people, but it is really, really hard for me, although it did pay a lot. <laughs> it just seems like such a weird way to tell a story, thinking of it visually instead of in words. It's sort of like playing Barbies only not as much fun, of course. Still, I guess it was a good exercise in writing, but now I feel I've learned that lesson and I'm happy to return to the world of book writing and stay there.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's a well-written blog post. I know. That's she, so funny. Her her blog posts are so funny. <laughs> we should get Meg Cabot to,
0: yeah. to come on
1: the show. That yeah. would be amazing. She
0: seems like a really fun person that would be so fun And the books that she's writing now are hilarious really like, i didn't even i didn't even know really that she was still writing but her books are like romance novels now. <laughs> that's cool yeah and then um i also found in the same blog post the original idea for ice princess before uh they brought in a professional screenwriter to make revisions All so right. this is from her blog post hannah's gonna
1: read okay i'm going to read this part ice princess for those of you who are interested was originally conceived as a story about a girl hockey player named casey who moves to a new town so her hockey star brother can train for the olympics and starts figure skating on the sly after she gets a job at the local rink concession stand and meets a bunch of figure skaters training for the olympics that is the longest sentence i've ever read (laughs) the love interest is the hunky zamboni driver who also has a band In the revised version. They brought in a professional screenwriter to do some revisions. I think they dropped the hockey part and made Casey a physics whiz. Go figure. I heard go figure. I'm pretty sure there's a song on the soundtrack of this uh, movie that's called go figure. And it's like, go figure. Anyway, I heard the Zamboni guy love interest is still in it though. I'm glad because I fought hard for that Zamboni guy. I was all, dude, how cool would it be if she gets to ride the Zamboni? (laughs) The best part about this is that she's implying that she's never seen the movie.
0: It hadn't come out yet.
1: Oh, when she wrote the blog post?
0: Yes. Really? Oh, wait. Because she said, actually, I think they kept the Zamboni actually, guy. I think I'm getting it confused with the blog post that I was, uh, that I was copying and pasting for Princess Diaries 2. Okay. Which is the next one we're covering. Got it. But, okay. Yeah. So we're going to be making a return to Meg Cabot's yeah. blog.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's the news I want to hear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the profesh screenwriter they brought in to make revisions on this screenplay, her name is Hadley Davis, and she's mainly a TV writer for Spin City, Dawson's Creek, and Scrubs. Perfect. Yeah. thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> that they picked uh, a TV writer yeah. to make revisions on this. Yeah. Um, all right. So into the numbers. Here we go. So the budget for this movie was $25 million, And on the opening weekend, the domestic opening revenue was almost $7 million dollars which is by studio standards especially disney standards a flop. Yes. Uh, and then worldwide it made 27 million. So they barely 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 crossed that finish line. But they did cross <laughs> but it. They did cross that's it. That's kind of a miracle. Broke even by 2 million. <laughs> wow. For Disney that's that's right. kind of rough. Right. The critic's score is 52%. And the critical opinion is that this likable Disney film gets points for effort but can't stick the landing when it comes to originality.
1: (laughs) That. Love a a pun. (laughs) I'm sure
0: that that is accurate. Yeah, and then it has a 58% audience score. That gap is less wide than a lot of these movies. Yeah, usually it's high audience, low critic, but this one is kind of just meh across the
1: board. (laughs) I feel like that's how we felt about it even as kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, we weren't obsessed with Ice Princess. No, we were not.
1: But it really lives on in our minds for its uh, unofficial (laughs) tagline, which we will get to.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, All right, do you want to do the plot synopsis? Yes, so the plot synopsis from
1: Rotten Tomatoes. We switched to Rotten Tomatoes because IMDb Uh, sucks. Actually, I wrote this one. Oh, uh, Audrey wrote it. Okay, Okay. this plot synopsis is written by uh, (laughs) uh, rising filmmaker Audrey Leach. High schooler Casey Carlyle is torn between her desire to go to Harvard for college to please her mother and her ambition to become a competitive figure skater. That is a tight bare bones yeah. an effective <laughs> log line yeah what is it with these movies and like Ivy Leagues uh I don't know
0: that is something to dig into well I guess if they were gonna pick a college they're gonna pick an Ivy they're not or they, like they're not gonna be like community college blank or blank community college I guess college. so yeah I guess so unless it's that like, was important yeah but like if they're gonna pick a college they might as well shoot for the stars I yes, guess yes that is true um so these taglines. Oh yeah. So I cannot wait for you to read these, these taglines. Taglines. There's three. There was three to choose from. I was like, I gotta, I gotta copy and paste them all. <laughs> I think they're from different promo materials. Okay. But all right, we've got From Scholastic to Fantastic. Oh no. We've got Big things happen to those who dream big. (laughs) That is the worst tagline I've ever heard. And then the best one, from small town mathlete to big time athlete. That's pretty good. They're good with the rhymes on these. Yeah, pretty
1: good. Brought in those Disney lyricists for these bad boys. (laughs) What What is their name? Like Sherman Brothers or something?
0: It's like from the Wizard from like the of 30s. Oz. I know, but that's, uh, that exactly was right.
1: uh, Howard Ashman. Yeah. R.I.P. Howard. That I. was gonna be the joke, but you know, Alan Mankin, pulling in hot. <laughs> Tim Rice. Elton John rolls up, ready to write these taglines. <laughs> Though he doesn't even write his own lyrics. Did you know that? Who?
0: Oh, Elton John. Tim John Rice, Rice, all his Yeah. I did know that because it's Tim Rice and Elton John. And you can just assume here what's coming on in the dynamic. Like, why is Tim there if Elton writes all his music? Right. <laughs> These <laughs> are big saying, questions. Just saying. I really
1: appreciate Elton John's cameo on Sign From Above. Me too. When he goes, I felt immortal I I'm when like, I was a child. I'm what like, yes, say? this is what
0: I want. <laughs> Anyway, signed from above, Lady Gaga, Chromatica, good. A lot of people would hate on it, I'm sure, because it's not just Club Beats. Right, but I think it's good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the cast of Ice Princess. <laughs> um,
1: Do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. Except I can never pronounce this person's last name.
0: Okay, well, obviously we have our star, Michelle. Tr- I say Trachenberg. It's probably Trachtenberg or something. But I say Michelle Trachtenberg. Okay,
1: I'm just going to let you say it. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say Michelle. So Michelle was known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 17 again with Zac Efron? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, Inspector Gadget, I only have the creepiest of, like, toddler memories of that movie. And, of course, Gossip Girl as Georgina, right? That is a show that I really could get into the escapism of right now.
0: Yeah, Anyway. <laughs>
1: um, and then we had Hayden Panettiere. You skipped oh, the fun sorry. fact. Um, so apparently Michelle had never ice skated before this movie, uh, but she learned in 10 months. But does that mean that she like did all of her like she, tricks?
0: Um I I believe she did all of her own skating except for the main event, like triple axle or whatever right, that was. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Ice skating
1: is really hard. Mm-hmm. And then we have Hayden Panettiere. I'm mad there's no character names here. Hayden Panettiere is playing Michelle's rival. Yeah. Um, She was on Nashville at the time. She was on Heroes. And we pretty much knew her from Bring It On 3. Yeah, with the terrible crumping. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Which played on ABC Family like all the time. Um, And then we have Joan Cusack. We know her most intimately from School of Rock.
0: Uh, But she was also in Working Girl. Perks of being a wallflower. She is? Yeah, she's the doctor.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Toy Story. Right, because she's Jessie. Yeah. Shameless. She's so good at Shameless. Yeah. I love how curated all of those credits uh, are. <laughs> and uh, school Rock. And then we have Kim Cattrall, who is Hayden Panettiere's mom. Yeah. And she is, obviously, Samantha on Sex and the City. I also forgot to say that Joan Cusack plays Michelle's mom. Yeah. And then Trevor Blumas... <laughs> oh, my God. He was the love interest in switching goals, which totally makes sense and to me. And he's the Zamboni guy
0: in this movie. Yes. Also, really random fun fact that I learned is that, so Hayden Panettiere and Kim Cattrall are playing mother-daughter here, and Michelle and Joan are playing mother-daughter. They, both of those pairs have the same birthday. What? Yeah. Like, Hayden and Hayden and Kim have the same birthday, and Michelle and Joan have the same birthday. What are their signs? I don't know. Dang. But I just saw that that. and I was like, wow. That's cool.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So with all that in mind, 2005, what was happening in our cultural sphere at the time? Uh, (laughs) Audrey started the list off strong with Hurricane Katrina, (laughs) um, which I actually remember a lot about. Yeah. That was obviously horrible and significant. Um,
0: Yeah. I think that shaped the year pretty strongly as far as world events. And like the following yeah. Years too in America, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then culturally, <laughs> to just swiftly navigate <laughs> over to the cultural section, <laughs> uh, we have. Keep it real, and now we're bringing it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire came out. Oh, God, these movies are cursed. Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia came out. Brokeback Mountain, which I still haven't seen. I know. Oh. Uh, Herbie Fully Loaded, Oof. Deeply Cursed, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> the movie I can watch with my eyes closed, yeah uh, came out. This is the Johnny Depp one, obviously. And then musically, the biggest artists of the time were Mariah Carey, Green Day, with probably stupid ass American Idiot. Mm-hmm. That whole album is so stupid to me, which like maybe is a hot take, but whatever. I think it's corny. Uh, 50 Cent. Gwen Stefani, Black Eyed Peas, and Rascal Flats, <laughs> Life baby. Life is a highway, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am haunted by Rascal Flatts cover of Life is a Highway.
0: You know when it would be like, Probably realistically, 11 p.m., but you were like knocked out after watching Disney Channel, and then you wake up and you're like in cold sweats, and it's just Rascal Flats music video life is a highway, like the 90 second cut because it was for cars. Yes,
1: and Disney Channel didn't run real commercials, which I still find to be so weird. Good for them, they can peddle their own wares 247. They just control the media, as they say. Um, okay, so all that being said, what are the things we remember about this movie from childhood? Audrey, I will uh, invite you to go first.
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't actually remember this from childhood because these women were not significant to me as a child. But the fact that Joan Cusack and Kim Cattrall are in a movie together, I think, is really iconic. Um, at the How time, did they even, like, secure this casting? I don't know. I guess because it's Disney. Still, though. Um, but yeah, like knowing and kind of learning about where Joan Cusack like came from, like her career path, her trajectory, you just would never expect her to be in a Disney movie like this. I know nothing Do about you know, it. She was on SNL for like a really short amount of time. No. And and I watched this really old, probably one of her first late night interviews from, uh, maybe it was like early nineties. And she was just, like, so alt. Really? Yeah, she's, like, weird. She's weird in this interview. Okay. (laughs) Like, she's got, like, this bizarre jacket on and, like, this completely (laughs) thrifted-looking outfit. And she's just, like, having the weirdest conversation. (laughs) It was so
1: interesting. Okay, I'll have to
0: look it up. (laughs) But, yeah, I I, just—I feel like I have massive respect for her. And then— Oh, yeah. One of the side characters, they call her like the jumping shrimp or something. Yeah, she's like... She's like the little tiny diva figure skater who's friends with Hayden Panettiere. She's like a literal child. Yeah. I
1: think that like they're teens and the jumping shrimp is like
0: actually like like, 12 or something. (laughs) And she's just... I just remember it. I remember it really clearly. Yes. And then, of course, the line... There must be an exact aerodynamic formula. Yes. Because she's, of course, they they had to somehow incorporate figure skating physics into this movie. I yeah. just don't oh, buy it. I remember, okay, <laughs> I you know don't. what?
1: I'm remembering now that the premise of this movie is that she's like, I'm going to use the physics of figure skating as my, like, senior project to get into college. And to,
0: like, appease my mother. Yeah. I will say, this isn't fully something I remember from childhood, but I feel like this
1: movie has parallels to The Devil Wears Prada in that it's like she comes into it and she's like, I don't take this thing seriously. I'm gonna prove that it's like a cinch to get into this because, like, if you know the math of ice skating, you can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's got this little pond in her backyard, and she's like, "I just do it for fun, like, right, 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 This is right. a hobby." <laughs> well, I feel, and it
1: takes over both of their lives or whatever. That's yeah. like the thing. And then uh, things I remember. I remember there's a lot of like hot air in the cold shots. There's lots of like visible
0: breath. Right. Or like they're sitting in <laughs> yeah, cold hot, cars or hot something. Breath in the cold. Yeah. I was like hot air in the cold. What does that <laughs>
1: mean? <laughs> and uh I remember that Michelle is like gorge Stunned. in this movie. Her hair, it's like perfectly coiffed. Right, right. And um I remember Joan Cusack actually being pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of, you know what? I bet we're going to watch this and we're going to like understand her perspective. Definitely. And we're going to be like, "Oh."
1: And I'm pretty sure there's an absent father. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that her mom is like a a professor or something. Yeah, as a professor. Oh, and there's definitely some sort of treason where like Michelle somehow gets blamed for Hayden's
0: skates being messed up. Yeah, I think it's um it's a uh, Tanya Harding reference. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's being disguised in this movie, but, yeah, it's a Tanya Harding reference. I could not get through
1: I, Tanya. I also was watching it on like a shitty link. I
0: feel like, yeah, Hannah's um <laughs> attention span for films is just generally not the best. I'm not
1: good at watching stuff by myself. That's the problem.
0: I'm like the best at watching stuff
1: by myself. I like can't get through it. Like, I watched signs the other day for my movie club. Have you ever seen signs? Mm-hmm. It's so weird, but Josh watched like the second two thirds of
0: it with me, and I was like, the, it was like kind of <sighs> you heard one sign from above. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, I forget what my point was, but the, the point, point is, is that Hannah has a short attention span when it comes to
1: films. well, also, it was like a Google Drive link to watch Itania, and it was low res, and I only had a laptop. yeah,
0: you always do this to yourself. If you were in the theater. It would be a lot easier to pay attention if you just go to the theater, but we all know that. Yes. I miss theaters. I'm sure you
1: do, too. So much. Good thing we're about to make my living room a theater. (laughs) And so are you. (laughs) Uh, This is on Disney+, Plus. I'm pretty sure. It's got to be. So we're going to go watch it. It's really hot in Hallway Studios right now, so we're both pretty excited to get out of this uh, tiny little booth we're recording in. And uh, maybe chill out on the ice, bro. <laughs> we'll catch you on the ice, princess. <laughs> why is it we'll called? We'll catch you on the ice,
0: princess. The real question, why is it called ice, princess? Because <laughs> they were trying to get the princess money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we'll go be watch right it. back. All right, folks we are back after watching what is seemingly the longest movie ever created we really took such a
1: long time to watch <laughs> partially because there was a huge windstorm outside and i had to move my car and then there was a rainbow and we got distracted and it, we really went through it a lot happened during screening. this yes
0: but we did have popcorn so you know yeah i had my dinner
1: which was popcorn baked lays and an apple with some cheese on it, and then some everything bagel seasoning.
0: So, not a meal. <laughs> oh, is this how all my meals
1: have been for the past, like, four days? That's very relatable. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm here to be relatable. We're going to try to point out some things we appreciated here in this film. Yeah. Um. It did not slap, though. It didn't slap. It was not a great movie. I, I really for one of the first and only times, feel like the critic and audience scores reflect what I think <laughs> yes, about me too. this movie as well. It was not... It was not it. Good. It was not good. <laughs> but <laughs> I do appreciate what they were trying to do with the soundtrack. Yes. They have unwritten at the very end, which... But I love. Like, why did they wait till the very end? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's Unwritten is usually not at the end of a movie. It's usually in the beginning. Right. Um, but overall, it was very, like, moody white girl acoustic.
1: <laughs> there was a really good, like, deep cut Michelle Branch song yeah. at one point, and I was into that. <laughs>
0: and the opening song for the opening credits, it I think it was Ali and AJ, but it really, really sounds like With You by Avril Lavigne. Yeah, maybe we'll do, like, a little side-by-side.
1: Side by side clip comparison here. Yeah. Uh. Now you've heard it. <laughs> and
0: don't they sound similar?
1: That's what I thought. <laughs> they
0: do. I appreciate the inclusion of goth skater, or re- not goth, but punk rock. Oh, yeah, we skater. got in a whole debate because Audrey said that she, the rock and the rock
1: chick skater was a goth skater. And I said, that's punk not a goth. Rock. Yeah. She reminds me of the aesthetic of Maidori, the guitar hero character. If you know what
0: that is, <laughs> then we appreciate it's like you. Homage to schoolgirl, but still so <laughs> punk rock, like cute, but punk. Very that. Very um like space bun. Prehistoric space buns. Yeah, like I don't know how to describe. Why are they called space buns? I don't know. These are the questions. What else did you appreciate? I appreciate Michelle Kwan's cameo. You know, Michelle Kwan has a cameo as a judge. And she's just, like, not acting. Like, no, not at all. She's literally not acting, but I appreciate her presence. For some reason, everybody knew who she was, regardless <laughs> of what you're – Interest was back then. Like, don't you just feel like every person knew who Michelle Kwan was? Yeah, well, she was like a star. Right. She was like a a sports
1: star. It's like Simone Biles or something like that.
0: Right. Or like for some reason, everyone knows who Mia Hamm is. Yeah. Everyone. I'm sure that Michelle Kwan had like a big
1: corporate deal or some sort of sponsorship where people would know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I knew about her. And obviously was very into her because I was really into ice skating in general. But I remember I had this book that was her autobiography. And in the lower (laughs) right-hand corner, there was like a little flip book of her doing like a triple whatever.
0: Axel? Yeah.
1: Like you would flip. It was like the entire book was a flip thing. I was really into that.
0: Do you think that you were inspired by this movie at all or no? (laughs) I liked ice skating
1: (laughs) before this movie, I'm pretty sure.
0: That's true, because it was oh one, one-ish, right? Oh one, one. I wasn't in first
1: grade doing it.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, no, I think we were in I think it was like Ohio. fourth
1: grade. Mm-hmm. So I
0: think it might have... So it's roughly the same time. Well, I think
1: it is roughly the same time, but I think that being into ice skating was like in the air at the time. Yeah,
0: I think it was, because it was too. also that
1: Barbie figure skating game. Yes, which we
0: thrived on. That game on. was so fun. So
1: fun. All the Barbie Ooh. desktop games, PC desktop games were amazing. Pet Rescue, Nail Salon. Makeover that made our computer crash every Makeover. single time. <laughs> uh, wedding,
0: Sleeping
1: Beauty. Everything. But there's like, or not wedding, Princess Bride, sorry. What? No, it's basically wedding. But it's basically wedding. It's
0: basically prepare for your wedding. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> prepare for your wedding and Sleeping Beauty were like flat animated and the other ones were 3D, so... <laughs> There's that.
0: I appreciate the inclusion of ponchos.
1: (laughs) Yes. It was very representative of 2005. We're now talking about the movie again. Yes. Uh, Not the Barbie (laughs) computer games. Uh, There was, there were several ponchos. There was just one poncho. There was just one poncho, (laughs) but it was so impactful. It was a poncho paired with low-rise jeans (laughs) on Hayden
0: Panettiere. It wasn't. It was a mini skirt. Really? Yeah. Oh, at the party. But she wrote, but she wore low rise jeans with leg warmers and heels, too. That was really bad. That was terrible. I will say one thing I appreciated
1: about this movie uh, was that this movie knows how to create a layered outfit. Oh, absolutely. There were so many layers in this. Because <laughs> everyone's like at the rank or like being scholarly. Yeah. And I guess that just demands, demands layers. So layers. I don't know. <laughs> So that's pretty much all I had for appreciate. Yeah, this movie was bad. Not that I'm, I shouldn't jump to the final criticism, but this one was really not great.
0: Hearts that are worse now. I have to say, I, when I first saw this movie, I had no concept of the kind of uh, woman-hating feminist stereotype. Yeah. But. Which also makes no sense when you really think about it. But I guess that type does exist. There is definitely a person out there who has it's very like views. second wave it's yeah. very like you know we talking about joan yeah we're talking about joan cusack's character she's like this the vibe that i
1: got is that she's like a professor at a community college
0: yeah and and she like name drops feminist theory things but as soon as her daughter wants to wear a skimpy little figure skating costume she is offended she, yeah. and she
1: is upset which again though does make sense with, like, second wave feminism, you know? It's like, not to to bring up mom again, but you know how mom got mad about uh, J-Lo and the pole dancing? Yeah. It's like that.
0: And when (laughs) J-Lo, what, did she pole dance? Yeah, she pole danced. um, At the Super Bowl? Due to Hustlers, the movie. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Wait, so was it at the Super Bowl? Yes, it was at the halftime show. There's, like, a
1: certain level of feminism where it's, like, anything that is, like, Anything that indicates being empowered by being pretty or hot or whatever is, like, not okay. Is is setting women back, essentially. This movie was very, (laughs) uh, very into that. Or, like, I guess that Joan technically is the antagonist of this movie. And so I guess her feminist (laughs) views are part of what makes her the antagonist.
0: They're in Casey's way. Right. Okay. Between the sh- between the jumping shrimp and Joan, those are our antagonists here. Yeah, the, there's not a strong
1: antagonist no. in this movie. One thing that I did not know back in the day is that Michelle's character, Casey, is like
0: so unappealing. The weirdest and worst written protagonist. <laughs> like, the things that she says are... And actually the things that most characters say are not things that actual human beings would say. Yeah. Um, But she she can, you can, you know, basically it all boils down to physics is not a personality trait. Like she'll be in a social situation and be like, due to the weight of this man and the trajectory of his fall off the balcony, he will fall directly into the window. And that's what makes the boy not want to talk to her. Like that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's also just like... There's nothing like
1: interesting no, about there her. There is nothing distinguishing or interesting and about her. And her mom is so interesting.
0: Yeah. Cause her mom like has so much going on. And Joan makes any character interesting. Also, Joan's character name is, is Joan. Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were very delighted by. Yeah, because Kim Cutrell's character goes. Like, Joan. She's like, what's your name, like Joan? Joan, right? She's like, <laughs> Joan, isn't it? And we were like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, her
1: name is literally That's Joan. Joan. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the, the Tanya Harding parallels?
0: Yeah, so Kim Cattrall's character, Tina Harwood, is a direct parallel to Tanya Harding, the real-life figure skater. Um, and they could not have made that more clear, um, <laughs> but they— kind of weave in Tanya Harding's life story into this movie by making Tina Harwood this like conniving mother who uh, sets Casey up to fail by buying her brand new skates right before she competes, which isn't okay because you need to break them in for at least 10 days A minimum. A minimum of 10 days. <laughs> the punk rock chick skater told and us lets that. her know. And, and, um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I just feel like you could have had this plotline without the T H initials, Tina Harwood oh, yes, Tanya yes, 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 Harding, yes, yes. right? Like we didn't need that. But also, like no one would have
1: known about Tanya Harding, who was our age back then. I maybe no, it was in didn't. there for parents to I think have it, something. Yeah,
0: I think it was in there for the parents to be like, "Oh, like oh, yeah, conniving figure Harding. skater."
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Also.
1: I think we should take a moment to address the thoroughly unnecessary love interest in this movie.
0: Trevor Bloomis has done it again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Switching goals was number one, and Ice Princess is number two. He's so unnecessary. Yeah, and, and it's a reveal that he is Tina Harwood's son and Hayden Panettiere's character's sibling. Like,
1: weirdly late in the movie. Yeah,
0: it's very strange, and they don't look related, but he's very unnecessary, and he also is using the Zamboni as a personality trait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, his only personality trait is that he knows what inertia is and drives the Zamboni, which... Uh, one thing that was so much worse than I ever possibly could have remembered was <laughs> this part where basically, like, it's like the all hope is lost moment where, yeah. <laughs> uh, where Casey's like out skating on the pond, trying to prepare for nationals or whatever, like, pre Regionals. Sectionals. It's sectional, sectional, <laughs> uh, and she keeps falling and whatever, and then he, and then what's his name? I don't remember. I just called him called Trevor. Him Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Literally, like, rises over the horizon on the Zamboni, oh, the Zamboni. And is like, you want it smooth or glassy? Like, <laughs> glassy. I don't think you can drive a Zamboni on a pond.
0: You're te- you are literally telling the audience that he basically drove a Zamboni on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and earlier in the movie, he's like, I can get it up to seven miles an hour.
1: And it, it feels like a dream sequence, but it's 100% real. And then... Would have been a good dream
0: sequence.
1: Yeah, there's this weird part where he's, like, holding her face, and he's like, you really show people who you are when you skate. <laughs> like, it's just, it's <laughs> it's like, such a weird like, scene. I can't
0: speak more than seven words to anybody that I haven't known since kindergarten, so why can I do that with you?
1: <laughs> I have, like, no memory of the ending of this movie, and we just watched it.
0: <laughs> it's because it's this really bizarre line. Long shot of Kim, oh, right, 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 and they're walking, but her. you don't
1: even know what happens with her and no, the guy. No, it's
0: bef- you don't know what happens with her and the guy, and it's also pre nationals. Like they don't show nationals in this movie. Yeah, they're because saying that they're going to prepare for it because the um, the
1: resolution of the movie is that her mom accepts her. Yeah,
0: and that's it. And that's it. It's not about athletic success. It's not. Hayden's character becomes nice way too fast.
1: I don't think it was that
0: fast. I mean, they go to a party together because Hayden's essentially using her to go see her boyfriend, and then she's nice. I guess. It, it doesn't but really... But she's mean
1: to her for a while before then. I guess it's like the switch just gets flipped really this, fast. Yeah,
0: it's not that it's... Exactly. That's what I meant to say, mm-hmm. is that the switch is too fast. They don't bond. They don't They don't have a bonding moment before she becomes nice. I bet nice. there was
1: one that like got caught... That got got cut cut out or something.
0: Probably. We have to talk about how this movie wants to be gay. Yeah. So I was looking at the IMDb cast list of this movie, and I completely skipped over recognizing Casey's best friend in this movie because I completely forgot about her. And after watching it, I'm I'm just convinced that this character is supposed to be a lesbian icon. And they... Denied her that truth by making her ask Hayden Panettiere if she can, like, hook her up with boys. Yes. And, and really, she clearly uh, is in love with Casey. Well, one thing that we're is understating is that for some
1: reason, like, there's weird tension. There's, like, for some reason in every scene with this one girl, there's, like, weird sexual tension. Between
0: Casey and her, her, name her. Zoe, the character? I don't know.
1: Ugh.
0: I'm trying she just, to look her
1: up on IMDB. I should
0: know her name, but we were denied that. I, I just want to find out if she's actually gay. Like, the vibes were undeniable. I feel like she has to be gay. Honestly, both Casey and the best friend character, it seems like they're supposed to be together. But we got Trevor in here.
1: Stupid Trevor. And then, and the reason, okay, so the reason why we're saying this, we're being very vague, is because, yeah. like, <laughs> there's a couple scenes so i think first of all when the friend is like filming casey
0: harvard video admission or yeah like
1: whatever filming her ice skating she keeps making all these comments that are like she's literally like you look hot yeah and being like remember me when you're famous but like for some reason it just felt really gay but their (laughs) chemistry was nothing compared to hayden Panettiere and her (laughs) chemistry
0: like it truly never also hayden calls casey hot too yeah, right. Like, what's going on? Oh, it's like this when she movie. gives her the like
1: the weird makeover, and then she's like, "You're hot. Stay she, away from my man." It's like your man has nothing is to like, do with your this. Your
0: man literally is uninvolved,
1: Hayden. <laughs> yeah, your man is like doesn't have a single line in this movie except no. being like,
0: "I brought her a hamburger. I brought her a burger. Let her eat, Kim Kattraw." Like, <laughs> and Kim's like, "Now." <laughs> so there are two really obvious tropes in this movie. Which I'm not going to elaborate on too much because everybody knows about these tropes. But one being the not like other girls and the (laughs) other being, it's not my dream, it's yours. Right. (laughs) And those are word for word present. I mean, they have the line, you're not like other girls. And they have the line, it's not my dream, it's yours. Yes. So it's just there. And then my fi- I have one final qualm. Okay. And that is that we have absolutely no reason to believe that Casey's mathematics and physics that she is doing could actually help the skaters do better. Yeah, say more, though. Why? It's like magic realism science, where she films the skaters um, doing their tricks, and it's, like, some program that basically is just showing the footage. (laughs) Right, like... And then they somehow – we don't know what it is that she is telling them that makes them do better. Yeah, it's just like her with her
1: laptop and them skating and then her being like, good job. It's like a montage where we're missing the actual instruction. Yeah,
0: we're missing the instruction. It's just – and then the line that they use is, it's not the computer that makes the jumps. It's you.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Like that's like a running thing. Yeah,
0: so – She's doing something. We just don't gain access to know what that is, which makes sense because Meg Cabot did not know what that Clearly was. Clearly no one knew. It's like, you know, Hadley Davis did not no know. No one knew.
1: You know, like that thing where uh, Disney like says they don't know how Elsa's powers work. Yes. <laughs> That's what this feels like. It is literally
0: like. that. We yeah. do not know how Casey's physics powers work. Yeah, we have no clue.
1: So is it still good? No, it's bad. But you know what I wish? What? I wish there was a version of this movie that centered around Joan Cusack. Same. That would be
0: actually really interesting. I would, I would love, I would love anything with her. I just yeah. love her. I love her voice. We have a lot of emotional attachment. Yeah, to her. clearly. Is it still good? Is it still worthwhile? No. Generally, no. No, it's bad. Um, But the soundtrack is fun. The costume that Casey wears for her last performance is beautiful. Um, She's very good at looking cold. (laughs) She is very
1: good at looking cold. (laughs)
0: And... um, and That's pretty much all I it.
1: And there's no reason that this movie is called Ice Princess, other no. than the fact that they were like, if we put Princess in it, we'll get money.
0: They put a tiara on her for that final performance. That is the only reason it's called Ice Princess. They never even say the word Princess. They never say the word, but they do put a tiara on her. What would a better name for this movie have been? Mathlete to athlete. It'd be like uh, Ice Queen. Ice <laughs> Queen. Oh <my. laughs> Ice. Ice nerd.
1: <laughs> ice nerd. Yep, that's it. Ice geek. Physics of ice. Physics of the ice. Um, burnout skaters on ice. Harvard dropout.
0: Harvard dropout to feminist mother. <laughs> Uh. Honestly, Ice Princess is what they had to do, because if they had marketed it any other way, it wouldn't have gotten the demographic that they wanted. Yeah.
1: I kind of feel like we should take a moment to talk about ice skating in culture in 2005. Just like I because I feel like that's the only reason why this movie makes. Yeah. Why this? why, Why does this even exist? Why did
0: Disney ask Meg Cabot to write this idea? Obviously, Olympics and figure skating were a big thing for young girls at the time. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that you took figure skating.
1: Right. Like, well, I do think it's a good point, though. Like, why did I know who Michelle Kwan was? Yeah. We didn't
0: have any ice skating people. We didn't watch the Olympics, like, particularly. We weren't sports people, really. So. I think she was included in a more broad pop culture, you know. Yeah, she must more have like been. a celebrity. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and we were like Simone, to it. like Simone Biles. That's yeah. similar. Yeah, but <sighs> yeah, I think I think she had a major influence in the reason this movie exists. Yeah,
1: and they tried to make it. They tried to do something with this movie, but uh.
0: It just didn't really happen. It
1: did not happen. I have
0: a theory that Meg's original version was way better than this version where they decided to make it about physics in part. Right. (laughs) Um, We don't need that. It was completely unnecessary. I mean, it's necessary for the Joan plot line, but you could have still had Joan wanting her to go to Harvard without the physics plot line.
1: Yeah. Or what if it hadn't been Harvard? What if it was like taking over the feminist bookstore or something? Yeah. Like, like why did it you have could to have be, Jones
0: still have the same personality, just with like a different a expectation? Different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie also says
1: fuck, man. Yes. There's like no relevance to any men in this plot
0: no trevor is barely barely relevant and he's (laughs) he's the only man he's the only male character other than the male judge who's gay probably (laughs) wait he's like a famous skater person i just uh, looked up who he was yeah um oh that makes sense that they would have two cameos right but anyway guys this one this is a miss this is a big miss (laughs) It, there's a reason why we weren't completely obsessed when we were children, because I think even kids know when a movie is just not hitting Yeah. entirely. But I did laugh a lot. So if you want yes. to have a laugh about a movie from childhood, this is a good one. Agreed. And I would just like to point out, too, that the last movie we covered Life Size, her name is Casey in this movie. Yeah,
1: weird. Her name is, is Casey. Weird. Also, that name always reminds me of Life with Derek.
0: Yeah, like what? Casey in the early
2: 2000s.
1: I don't know.
0: But we hope you guys had a good time. Um, Maybe you'll take up figure skating. Maybe this is the
1: moment for you. Maybe this
0: is the moment for all of us. You know, just
1: every last one of us needs to take up figure skating right now. Like, this
0: movie makes me believe that I could. You know. They may, they sure make it seem like it's very attainable. They make it seem like you can just do one recital with eight year olds and then make sectionals or something. Right. <laughs> like you can just do that. Yeah. So moral of the story: believe in yourself. And <laughs> moral of the story: fuck science.
2: <laughs>
1: moral of the story: when your mom tells you that there's no shelf life in figure skating, you say that's you say that's your
0: problem, mom. Stop being a feminist.
1: <laughs> oh. Yes, you literally say. You say,
0: Mom, you're too much of a feminist. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then you you storm out of the house. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... (laughs) We hope that you enjoyed Ice Princess if you watched it along with us. If you didn't, uh, this probably did not convince you to go watch it. (laughs) No. But um, it's good background noise, if nothing else. So... You should watch it, but more importantly, you should let us know what you think of it. Uh, You can send us a DM on Instagram at Two Pink Pictures or on Twitter at Two Pink Pictures. Pictures. We have an exciting couple format changes coming up soon.
0: Do you want to – should I explain it? Yeah,
1: go for it. Okay,
0: so I'm very excited about this. But essentially, when we were thinking of movies to do for this podcast, I was thinking of some that are basically the same movie um, but with different actors. Uh-huh. Uh, should, we, should I give an example or uh- – Should I wait? Should I make it a surprise? Make them wait. Make them wait. We're going to make you wait. But essentially, Hannah's going to take one movie. I'm going to take the other. And we are going to defend them to the death.
1: (laughs) We are going, no
0: matter how bad they are.
1: And no matter how much we actually think that they're not worth it, we are sticking with our assigned movies. And
0: we will, you know, come up with a, a winner of the two. Yes. And it'll be a fun little shakeup for the format, and <laughs> a fun I, little shakeup. I'm excited
1: about Me it. Me too. It'll be good. So, <laughs> if you have uh, any suggestions for movies we haven't done yet, please let us know, and we will Talk. until
2: TTYL. Yeah,
1: until next time. Bye. Bye.
0: You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at TupingPictures.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at TupingPictures and would love to hear from you there. And
1: if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share an episode of your choice with your friends. And maybe even leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts and is edited and produced by me, Hannah Ray Leach. Special thanks to mixing engineer Sean Rule Hoffman and executive producers Michael D'Aloya and David Moss. Our show music is by Josh Perlman Hall.
0: We'll chat again soon. Bye. What a great reckoning. Little Mama and April
1: Yeah, I feel. You should feel refreshed. I feel reckoned. <laughs> I feel re- wrecked. Re- wrecked. <laughs> That's really close to erect, re- which I don't like.
0: Wrecked.
2: Pig rectum?
1: <laughs> okay, let's do
2: this. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential.